Welcome to the Drip Marketing Podcast. Today, we're going to speak to Brandon Doe, what we call our very talented media director, Brandon. Or Brando. <laughs> I like yeah, to call my name. Brando. Yeah. Introduce yourself, what you do for us, and your day-to-day. Uh, sure, yeah. Um, so my name is Brandon. I'm the media director, and I pretty much manage all the media in the company. So from planning, storyboarding, shooting, editing, I pretty much have my hand in everything media-related from conception to publishing. Yeah, so when we started with Brandon, we had a, a real need for media, and we did have an individual working with us. Mind you, we as a company didn't understand media generation, media marketing, media directing, and we decided to dabble in hiring, you know, the first few people that did try to apply for a position at our company. We hired one individual, Pablo. He did very well. He introduced us with how media works and the equipment. And we got very, very lucky when we looked again and found Brandon. Brandon, I think the first time I met Brandon, oh, well, the first time I actually started working with Brandon was when we went on a trip. And mm-hmm. he went into it right away. He, his first day was actually, I think you guys with Pablo, you drove to Penticton and you were working on some client work, correct? We did, yeah. It was uh, about a one-week trip, full-on shooting the entire week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One week yeah. of shooting Tons constantly. Of fun, Tons of fun. <laughs> All day, very sunny. I think these guys were doing it nine hours a day while I was enjoying the sun. But, well, Brandon, let's get right into it. How did yeah, you, sure. how did you think about starting? So now, we do have a very popular YouTube channel currently, Technology, and it's getting yeah. more popular every day. How did you think about starting our new YouTube channel when we proposed it? Because I know I wanted to start this for a very long time, but you're mm-hmm, the talented yeah. guy. What did you do to get started? Oh, okay. Well, first off, when I found out, I was like super excited. So for me personally, a lot of stuff that I know, like that I know right now, I learned from YouTube. So when the project was proposed and we we're going to show people how to service, you know, and maintain their own machines, I was like, okay, cool. That's, that's pretty awesome. Like most companies wouldn't, you know, do that. And I thought it was cool that we did. And I was excited that this was, this was pretty much the first channel that I was involved in where I got to work on it from like pretty much scratch. So we created the, the Google account together pretty much. Yeah. Everything we've done to everybody that's listening, it, it is from scratch. There was no template. Mm-hmm. We were learning with nope. our industry. There was no, nothing we can learn from. It was just us uh, determining what the market needs and I think yeah. Brandon was testing different ideas. Now, Brandon, where did you get inspiration? Because, you know, it's a tough <laughs> industry, to be honest. I it mean, is, construction, yeah, right? it is. It is. And it, a lot, not a lot of people really go into it on YouTube. So when we started, I think a lot of it was just looking at like what videos were currently out there. Like if we were to produce a video on how to change tracks, we'd look up what videos are currently out there and ask, how can we improve this? Like, how can we add more value to what is currently out there? So it was a lot of just seeing what's out there, a, a ton of YouTube videos playing in the background. I think every time you would walk by the computer, I would have something playing on the side. A lot of Andrew Camaradas, like people like that. But right now, in terms of kind of following what other people are doing with their channels and how they're succeeding, right now, I, I follow a lot of podcasts for that. And one that I've found to be really awesome is called The Colin and Samir Show. 
And, but that's mostly just to keep up with the creator economy. But in terms of content for Tecmo HD, a lot of it was seeing what's out there, talking to people in the industry and in the field when we're recording with them and kind of asking them what they find interesting, what they find cool about the, their job. Because one of the main reasons of the channel is also to help inspire the next generation to even consider this as a career. So it was just a lot of talking back and forth, seeing what's out there online. And a lot of the ideas actually and inspiration actually came from you and Kevin mm -hmm. and what you guys have learned, right? It's yeah. pretty much where we got a lot of our inspiration from. I'm more on the technical side and like a keyword guy, search engine optimization, more mm -hmm. digital. And Kevin's more hands-on. He deals with the machines, deals with the different companies and the people. And, and you have access to both of us all the time. So I guess over the last two years, you've learned, I think you've learned ways to deal with me and what you need from me and how to deal with Kevin and what you need from him, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's your process now? How do you research content topics at the moment? Oh, okay. So how we're doing it right now in the moment is it's a lot of, like I said before, being in the field, talking with people, asking people initially what they would think would be cool to show, useful stuff that they know that other people showed them maybe, and asking them, oh, what's something you'd want to film that shows how cool of a job you work? And they go, oh, one example could be, uh, oh, splitting these tracks and showing people how a planetary gear set works would be cool. Or... This old guy showed me how to join these tracks. That would be kind of sh cool to show the younger folk. And so we take these ideas and then that's usually uh, when I'm actually, I meet up with you, Puya, to go over some keyword research and I'll figure out what people are looking up in that topic. Um, are they looking it up at all? One cool thing you showed me is seeing what questions they're asking about that topic, any pain points. And I'd say so far it's working really well. It gets us a lot of ideas and we prioritize from there. But the video also benefits because if we get the idea from the person we're filming and they think it's cool, they're going to be really passionate about it. And that just translates into what we found to translate into really great and engaging video. So we like to take a lot of feedback from the people we work with. And there's a lot of other methods that's common, like looking at what's popular on YouTube, similar channels. What are they doing? How much traction are they getting from that? Can we do it? And if we can, will we? And, and usually it's only if we can add value on top of it. And the channel we're working on right now is popular enough that we have a pretty awesome community, I'd say, that interacts uh, with us a lot in the comments. So a lot of the ideas actually come from them now. I, I noticed that too, because, you know, keyword research can get you so far. Uh, and I'll be honest mm -hmm. with you, even, uh, Brandon, I'm going to explain how it works with us. A lot of SEOs and digital mm -hmm. marketers and people who sit in front of a computer and research ideas, what they do is go on, you know, their favorite tools and, you know, look at okay. questions people are asking and, they take these questions and they pop them into Google, you know, ads and pop them into Hrefs or SEMrush and gotcha. they determine what the keyword volume is. And you've looked at that with me, right? I have, yeah. And sometimes it's zero to 10. And here's the mm -hmm. thing. <laughs> We've taken those low keyword volume topics or, you know, questions and we turned them into videos. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Mm -hmm. Some of those videos have 50,000 views. I'm not kidding. Yeah, okay? that's crazy. And this is why I kind of... D don't harp on keyword volume as much anymore. And when you give me a topic or when you work on a topic, I, I know it's going to do well because you're looking at pain points. 
right? Mm -hmm. It's not just search volume. You're looking at pain points. You're answering questions people have in the industry. And for whatever reason, Google's hiding that information. You know, I actually think they're hiding wow. actual keyword volume. And, and Brandon, you might not know this, but there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of keywords with volumes zero to 10. And guess what? Digital marketers and media people ignore those keywords. Really? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And for that reason, I've noticed some of the bigger folk in the industry are mm -hmm. figuring it out now that, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't rely on these keyword tools any longer as much. Maybe we can do preliminary research, find out, yeah. you know, Daywalt versus Milwaukee, and you kind of dig deeper and you find some of those low volume, low competition keywords. And, you know, mm -hmm. you build the content strategy, written and video. Mm -hmm. And then finally, you publish this and you're like, wait a second, how did I get 50,000 views in three months when this thing has zero to 10 searches right. a month in US and, you know, in, in Canada yeah. or Europe, it's, which is ridiculous, yeah, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. But it's very common, Brandon. And I think that's um, something that I've encountered before where I think we were looking up keywords and tools and then I saw that it was low and I got a little bit disappointed. And then you were like, oh, wait, hold up, Brandon, hold up. Don't be so disappointed right now. And I think it took me some time to kind of realize that. I remember the first time I saw zero to 10, I was kind of discouraged, but you, you told me to take a step back and think about it. It's not that big of a deal kind of thing. That's right. And I'm noticing that not only with media content, but only, mm -hmm. you know, text only content. I, I take those ideas and, and keywords. I actually mm -hmm. build content strategies around those keywords first. I don't actually okay. go after the high volume keywords any longer. I mean, very rarely. We, I, I bet if we do that, we'll do well. It's just that there are so much more opportunity with the low volume, low competition keywords for our industry and every other industry, to be honest. I mean, okay. from health to construction to sports to gambling to whatever. <laughs> so tell me, tell me about video styles. How did you test different ideas? Oh, okay. So... I'll just go over, kind of help explain Tecmo HD for some context. So yeah. right now I define uh, Tecmo HD videos as, I guess, like live action edutainment or I guess educational entertainment. So before it was mostly educational and very how-to. That's how we started. Short to the point, and that makes sense. If someone is looking to find out how to replace their tracks on an excavator, all they wanted to know is the steps. And that's how the channel was in the beginning. But then we started to show the more human side of the job. We wanted to cut less out and see if our audience would even watch it, you know, test and find out what they like. And so that's what the series service call did. And that's a relatively new series for us. It was the how-tos, but included the jokes, the banter between the mechanic and the apprentice, the jokes between the mechanics and the camera crew, the relationships between the mechanic, apprentice, the camera crew with the audience, and the people in the comments. Like We integrated all that. So the format allows us to teach people how to get a job done, but includes an entertainment factor to keep them engaged. And that's why we call it edutainment. So show people that the job is a lot of fun too. And right now we've had some good feedback on it. Obviously we're looking to constantly test new video styles and formats. We're testing different video lengths. We're also very limited in resources. So right now we're producing these edutainment style videos. And from those videos, 
we're cutting out these smaller educational bits uh, like tips and tricks and publishing that as well. Or if an episode does well and we think it would make a good educational how-to video on its own, we'll go back to that edit and publish it as a how-to style video. The most recent video on series was parallel. We did integrate video styles of animation, but for any of the other future stuff, it's kind of a secret for now, so I can't really talk about it. So just keep an eye out on that on the channel. The people listening will will see what I'm kind of talking about. Yeah, they'll see it soon. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about the thumbnails. I mean, you started oh, with yeah. the thumbnails were awesome from the beginning, I'll be honest with you. Thank I mean, you. what do I know, right? But it got better and better and better. And you learned ways to get more. I'm not saying you were trying to clickbait people with your thumbnails, but they were good. They're, they're much better. Just the image itself is informative. I don't have to even mm. read the read the text. That's something, e even with thumbnails, that's such a complicated thing because you go on YouTube and all these videos show up, right? And you're really competing for people's attention. So one thing that I'd like to start doing in terms of testing these thumbnails is I just want to try A-B testing thumbnails to see if we can get a higher CTR rate and you know, test hunches we may have a video perform better or will it get more clicks if we include the mechanic in the thumbnail or, or not. Picture the entire machine or zoomed into the part that we're actually working on. And we're always gonna be testing these kind of things, but right now it's not cookie cutter. We include in the thumbnail what we personally find interesting. We ask others what they find interesting and then we just test it. And then right now, if you actually go on the channel right now, service call used to have a very consistent thumbnail but now like it's one thumbnail from the from one episode to the other is very different and that's just us testing different styles pretty much to see what people are clicking on okay and you're continuously evolving that obviously oh yeah like. people change over time so we won't ever get 100 yeah. percent. we try to get as good as we can all the time brandon what about individuals you've worked with many people in front of the camera mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I mean, what did you notice? How did they differ personality-wise? And, and do you think there is a personality that gets engagement? Because it looks like nobody knows who will get popular. It's just some people just have mm -hmm. that energy. Yeah, and, and I think with our channel, there's people that's already in it in the industry there's people that are interested in the industry and there's we have a lot of students and apprentices so i, I feel like they kind of latch on to different individuals say if you're a student maybe you're kind of more interested in the the person that is more of a professor kind of way or if you're already in the industry maybe you're connecting to uh, a mechanic that kind of has the joke so i think everyone kind of has a personality or relationship with these people that we have on camera that they relate to the most. So I'd say in terms of how individuals perform, it's really up to the audience. And so far we've been really grateful that pretty much all the mechanics that we work with right now, every our community loves them. And so I'd say a lot of people like them. So I, I don't really have much information in terms of that. And, and, and yeah. some individuals, Brandon, get a lot of love more than others uh, for whatever <laughs> yeah. reason do you know those reasons or is it just the industry deciding i think it's just the industry deciding i don't really want to talk on like people's personalities and how it connects with the audience but right. i yeah i think it's just more so that maybe there's people that maybe the individuals on camera tell more stories that are relatable to the audience kind of way mm -hmm. and i think right. for me personally that's how i connect with the people that i watch and that's kind of what i'm looking for Okay. Now, 
what are you testing next? And not just the thumbnails. Are you testing different, you know, I guess you told me about video lengths. Are you testing mm -hmm. different ideas right now? Uh, yeah, we are. So I'm trying to think about how much I could talk about this. <laughs> but in terms of the topics, yeah, right now we're kind of exploring different parts of the trade. So right now the channel is very heavily concentrated on heavy duty mechanics. But with heavy duty mechanics, there's a lot of, if you're running your own show, there's a lot of other things that you need to incorporate into your own business, right? You have to know welders. You have to know people that can provide you parts. You have to know people that can fabricate some parts for you, like metal fabricators. And so that's something that we're, right now that we're trying to test. We haven't published anything on that, but we have it recorded where we're going to these people, say a metal fabricator, and we're just doing shop tours with them just to show people how big of a reach heavy duty really is. And so in terms of testing, that's kind of what we're doing. We're just going to see, we're going to branch out a little bit in topic and see how that's perceived pretty much. See, will people even like that? That's right. For the audience who are interested, we are in heavy equipment and, you know, we create these videos, we have these blog posts, mm -hmm. we have these websites, but how many heavy equipment operators and mechanics are there who are going to subscribe to our channel? We've done a fantastic mm -hmm. job in the industry. And what we want to do is expand into different relevant industries. Like Brandon mm -hmm. was mentioning, there are parts, there are welders, there yep. are, there's a sales team. There's so much we can do. And what do these machines do? We haven't really gone into that and we will. That alone is going to, in my opinion, absolutely do amazing for this channel. So yes, this is something we've talked about as a team. And yeah. we're going to do very, very soon. It is difficult. We don't have a massive, large team, but we're hiring, right, Brandon? Yeah, we are. Yeah, always. <laughs> and always. I don't think we'll ever stop. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so recording and editing time. Tell me about that. Because um, from what oh, I understand, it's, uh, it's the most deadly, <laughs> deadly oh, task no. in the world. Yeah, that's such a controversial topic. So coming up with an average is actually pretty tough, especially for Techno HD. So... Uh, for Techman HD, maybe like a day to film and a couple of days to edit, but it really depends on the job too. The actual filming of a particular job, could it go from a couple hours to spanning days? You know, we could be going back constantly. On one job, we went back, I think four or five times before we got all the footage we needed. And that's just how it is in the industry. Sometimes you're waiting around for parts. Sometimes something happens that you didn't predict. So I think the longest day... I I remember filming was, I think I left my house at 4 a.m. And I don't think I came back until 10 p.m. And these jobs that require a lot of, a lot of traveling because the machines aren't just in the city. They're out there working, sometimes out in the bush. So it's hard to say on average how long a video could take to complete. Could be an hour to film, another hour to edit. We've had videos, like especially recently, like those battery episodes took only maybe like a couple hours to edit. From a couple of days to film to maybe a few days to edit. Every video is different. I'd say case by case for sure. But right now we're publishing one to two a week. And usually one of those videos is very long, <laughs> 20 to half an hour. For the agencies out there, you might know what we're talking about, especially if you have clients, yeah, they, they tell you, hey, agency X, we need five videos. And when you consider the time of the individuals who have to go and record these videos, and then they have to come back and edit these videos, they have to send these videos to the clients and mm -hmm. the client has to approve and possibly 
send some changes and then yeah. edit again and then send to the client again. And this is mm -hmm. why a media project could easily become thousands of dollars just yeah, because the time true. that needs to be invested and also the equipment, right, Brandon? I mean, you guys keep updating our equipment or, or have you recently? Oh, yeah. I think we started off with a bunch of Canons and now we're on the Blackmagic Design cameras. And we started with every time they release something, we kind of let the industry see if they like it. And then if it seems something to value of us and if it will help us, then then we will buy it. But yeah, we want to see if we can keep up with industry standards and also seeing equipment that can help us do our job more efficiently, pretty much. And that's kind of how we decide we're not going to buy something. But we're always updating our gear. What's your next project, Brandon? My next project? Yeah. Oh, it's mostly just expanding the Tecmo channel topics. That's one of the big ones. And just working with a lot of different players, players I can't talk about, but <laughs> other companies that reach out to us, they want to do some kind of collaboration. And that's one of the things I'm working on right now. Before we stop this podcast, I want to let everybody mm -hmm. know that we are expanding into the United States and Brandon yes, will be traveling. Yes, yes, that's right. And Brandon, Brandon will be traveling, hopefully with Josh, and mm -hmm. they will be recording others doing whatever they're doing. If they're a mechanic, if they bought a machine and, and that machine is doing a specialty job, we're looking to expand into the U.S. since yeah. more work gets done down there. And mm -hmm. our company is going to be expanding there too. Now, Brandon, mm -hmm. are you, um, I bet you're excited about that. Oh, I am ecstatic. I am so excited for the opportunities. Oh man. I've been thinking ever since you guys like even brought it up, I've been over the moon about it. Yeah. But, I, but I'll, I'll keep my, I'll keep my excitement down, you know, just in case. Yeah. Just in case. I mean, everything's, <laughs> everything's happening. The accountants, the lawyers, the corporate mm -hmm. lawyers, yeah, the yeah, immigration yeah. lawyers were setting all that up. Once it's all good, it shouldn't take more than 11 to 15 more months. Mm -hmm. And once that's set up, back and forth, no problem. Yeah. Overall, I'm excited though. Yeah, I am excited. Yes. Same here. Now, Brandon, do you want to speak about anything else? Did I miss anything? No. Do we want to, do we want to tease a future episode? Are, are you going to be talking about anything in the future? Yeah, a future episode with Drip. I maybe want to we'll talk. Bring it, maybe, maybe we'll bring Josh in. Yes, huh? yes. Let's oh, bring yeah. Josh in. Josh, back Josh is a great guy. I think we should bring him on and have people meet him. I agree. I agree. One uh, future episode I'd love to do very, very soon is talk mm -hmm. to our paid ads guy. Oh, yeah, yes, Jeff. yes, yes. Now, that Jeff, would be great. It would be I great. I listen to that for sure. <laughs> Jeff speaks a million miles a minute. He is very, very talented. He is that. our, I guess, our company boomer. But he's so, if, you, if, <laughs> if anybody hears him, he sounds like he's 20 years old, sounds younger than me. So awesome. everyone can look forward to that. Well, good. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode and I, I hope it helped everybody understand how we generate media and how we've learned the process of generating media for our industry. Every industry mm -hmm. is different. We figured out our industry and, and I'm very yeah. proud of the guys. I, I, I mean, I, I call them superstars for, Thank you. for me. They're the smartest people I know. And uh, you always hire people who are smarter than you. Ego <laughs> never lives with us. But that's it, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening in. Until next time, catch you all in the next episode. See ya.